When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. All right, Rob, one of my favourite segments now, the SEN Top End 10. We started it last week, and gee, we had we had paparazzi camping outside the houses. Yeah, we yeah. had angry footballers sending private messages. Yeah, a few blokes want to get in there. There was a lot of discussion during the week about our SEN Top 10. And I'll tell you what, this week's even more controversial because we've made, what, five changes? Yeah, five we've, changes. We've had our first argument, too. We've had our first time where during the week we were like, now, nah, look, I'm just, I disagree with that one, and you said the same. So we, we did a bit of a rock, paper, scissors off and thought, you're right. You yep. make the call, I'll go the other one. So we've we've split that. So it's going to be a very interesting list. We've had a change at number one as well. So yeah, without which I, further which ado... Yeah, I reckon it's justified too. Without further ado, can you get into number 10? Uh, number 10. So this is a guy that I really rate, Michael Bowden mm. from Southern District. So he had the 19 disposals on the weekend, a full game of footy. Would have loved to have seen what oh, he, numbers he would have put up. 40. I mean, people do say he does take the kickouts, but he had the intercept marking and the runoff from halfback... He has, some players can kick a score on him, but he tallies that with 30 in goal assists and a lot of runoff plays. So Michael Bowden, number 10. He has a lot of strings to his bow, doesn't he? We were talking in the pre-show meeting, our very, very prestigious pre-show meeting yeah. uh, last night, uh, about our best runners that we've ever run with. Yeah. And we were talking to Jalen Clark. And for those who are familiar with Jalen Clark in the NTFL, he is the best runner I've ever run with. Just such a natural. I think he holds the 3K record at the NT Thunder or something like that. And I thought, yeah. this is going to be interesting. I'm going to ask Jalen, the running king, who the best runners here has ever run with locally. And he said, for those interested, his former NT Thunder teammate, Chris Dunn, and also Michael Bowden. So Bowden's just that prototype player. I think he plays almost the most like an AFL player in, in the territory football where he has that intercept defending and, yeah. and can rebound well with his good skills and, and obviously plenty of run. Robbie, number nine. Uh, Ed Morris from Waratahs, I think. I don't know. I don't think he's probably the best player at Tars, like, but he's just been the most consistent. Mm. And Waratahs are in that top three frame, and I think he holds his spot. He had another 22, 23 disposal game on the weekend. So that consistency, he's consistently putting up the numbers, so he deserves his spot at nine. Bit of a no-frills one at the moment, I think, Eddie Morris, where he's just doing his mm. job every week. Even round one, he had 29 touches, four goals, which looks like a brilliant game. Mm. But he did get a lot of those goals uh, yeah, late, which made it look on. really good. So he's definitely a very good player and certainly deserves his spot at number nine. Could potentially move up higher um, yep. should he play, yeah, continue his good run of football and continue hitting the scoreboard. Yep. Number eight is a... Yeah, number eight. Number eight. We had him out at the start of the week. Yeah. And we've seen his stats <laughs> and he had 27. So he comes back in. That's Sean Wilson. So he had a very good game against uh, Tiwi bombers um in you know so yeah he had 27 so that's a pretty good game from him we can maybe talk to him about that later on in the show yeah oh, he had a lot to say at the club on saturday night when i was there with him so let's see what he says on that i yeah. think that might have been one of the conditions to get him in wasn't it i have to put him on the list yeah yeah definitely yeah well, i thought he was going to be out and he's, he actually thought he was out as well so yeah he's held his spot hey we did have a debate and i'm so sorry Shawnee, you are a very, very good man. But I debated it. I said, no, this Sean has to be behind this guy. And yeah. we, I eventually got my way. So number seven. 
Number seven's uh, Eric the Eel Guthrie. So Eric Guthrie, he's been putting up some good numbers. Um, you know, like a lot of people had him on, on our Facebook chat, two or three, mm-hmm. but I can't see his form better than Baxter Mensch, no. Stephen Motlop and Eddie Betts at the moment. Stop so running your list, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I think that'd be... Yeah, but, you know, his form hasn't been as good as those guys, but him and um, his other teammate, Sam Clahesi, mm-hmm. as well as another one, he's creeping into the top ten, coming in outside that rank. So, yeah, Eric the Eel. They have a lot of midfield depth, Palmerston. Yep. And they're different players, Guthrie and Wilson. So it's not a matter of saying Guthrie's a better footballer than Wilson or vice versa. Uh-huh. I just think that Guthrie, coming off a Nichols medal last year, you had that extra pressure coming in as a Nichols medalist in your first season after winning the medal. He's a tackling machine. He's averaged 20-plus touches and eight tackles per game. I think mm-hmm. last year at Palmerston, he was like the main man. And obviously, yep. uh, the Nichols medalist proved that. But this year, as you said, they've got such a stacked midfield. They've got Clohesi, they've got Mench, they've got a bunch of other footballers that can run through there. He can sort of play just that, that tractor role, almost a bit like yeah. what Chris Williams was playing last year. So but, I think, yeah, very important well, me and you, But me and you both watched that game, and I thought Guthrie was the one that got him back in it. I thought he was Take, close to best on ground. He was, I thought he was best on, and then, you know, like we can only do what we do, and then you look mm. at the, the best players, and he got third behind yeah. Mench and Clohesi. So it's like, I thought when they were down in the dumps, he was the only one putting his head over it and got him back going again so I would have had him best on just from doing that I agree number five and six is an interesting one we'll talk about it we had a disagreement about where they mm. should go five or six um, this is one where you got your way we decided <laughs> and number six though yeah number six is uh, Dylan Lance so it's hard to not St. Mary's form's been bad but mm. Dylan Lance really being really good in that midfield and second most disposals I think right now in the league so averaging over 30 averaging over 30 um, he was a bit stiff missing out the first top 10 but he comes in now High kick to handball ratio. And I think, not the criticism on Dylan Lant, but nobody is really saying that Dylan Lant is a incredibly... Look, I'm not going to say he's not a tough footballer, but mm. just because he's, he's not the biggest guy. He hasn't got a huge frame on him. He's not a bash and crash midfielder. No. He's more that running player with excellent skills. He's got a very high kick to handball ratio. I like the dynamic that he brings to a club like Saints, and I like a player like that in the NTFL. Yeah. Well, I, I think he only gets better once he gets another inside ball in there to help him out because um, he isn't that as good as inside as what you know others are. And I think he's had to do that grunt work this year. Yeah, his numbers aren't too bad, contested possessions yeah, and tackling. Yeah, and year. I think having someone else in there that can do that work and feed it out to him is a bit better. And, you know, he's a back flanker, I think, naturally, but he's had to play on the ball, so... Definitely a talented player. Number five is a guy that probably doesn't need much of an introduction and had the ball on a string on the weekend. Yeah, Brody Philo just comes straight in from five, which is a big jump coming from outside the top ten. How do you 10. justify that? Justify that by Nycliffe's form. Um, and also, he was on the outside, and I think... 45 touches. He's probably in the best three or four from in both their games, and he's been consistent without stepping out. And he sort of stepped out on the weekend and bang straight up a 45 possession game, which Lant did as well against mm. Tiwi, we must remember. But Philo will need to hold his spot this week with a good game against Waratahs. There's no hiding that. So if Guthrie or Morris want to leapfrog Lant and Philo, they're going to have to go for 46, given there's a bit of a pattern here. Lant had his 44 against the Bombers. Well, that, yeah. Well, we're setting a benchmark there, aren't we? Like, we well, there's, no, there's no feelings involved here. It's just no. all factual and stats. That's right. <laughs> Number four has moved up one spot. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley Stokes was pretty good on the weekend. Um, didn't have a high, I, I, can't, I didn't see the stats for that game. I think um, he was around about second or third most for Bucks. Yeah, I just I think he held his own. His yeah. brother also is creeping around the mark as well yeah. and, and the prime, so. But Bradley Stokes, um, the only Buffalo player right now, and he's a great ball user. Number three. Number three is Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts continues to kick goals. Um, he kicked four or five on the weekend, didn't he? So, like, he's leading the goal kicking. So, 
his forward work and forward craft is really elite. Has he been in Palmerston's top three influential players in just about every game this season? I think it's mm. we're, we're, we're stats people, Rob. We always check the stats and talk about that and, mm. and I think form our opinion a little bit on stats. Yeah. And when you look at Clohesi and even a Wills and Guthrie and Manch and these guys at the top of the stat sheet, you sometimes forget about the actual impact that bike like Eddie Betts can have with 12 disposals and four goals. Yeah, exactly. And I think people got strung up on his goals previously, but he's, you know, goal assists, creating it for other players and all that stuff. It's He's a real standout and been in the best two or three and, you know, could have got best on-ground votes on the weekend. Who knows? Number two. Number two, Stephen Motlops. That tagging job, like you mentioned, is so he's dropped down good. One. Yeah, he's dropped down one, but that's because Mench played a really good game and Motlop got tagged out by the Wiz Parnell. Yeah, and we had a discussion during the week because we thought, look, we can't just... It's going to be a big call dropping Stephen Mollop from number one. Mm. So we said, I think there was a bit of a benchmark that we had when looking at the stats and talking about this. We said, the stats are going to be a determiner here because from the outside looking in, I thought Mench played a good game, but not an amazing game. I thought he was probably a top two, top three type player, or top yep. four, top five maybe, uh, for Palmerston on the weekend, but not not, in, not as good as Guthrie and a couple of others there. <laughs> Whereas Motlop, yeah. for example, I thought... It was pretty clear that he was well held by Parnell at the time, so I knew that yeah. wasn't one of his better games. Um, we looked at the stats. Motlop finished with 15 disposals, and our man, who I won't spoil it, but well, I will spoil it, Baxter Mench, who was at yeah. number just, one, finished yeah. with 30, and we, we thought that was just enough to place, place Stephen down a list. So let's talk about number one. Yeah, so Baxter Mench. So there was some questions about that selection I've heard during the week. But his numbers don't lie. We're not doing this on reputations. Mm. We're doing this on season form, rolling season form. Baxter Mench doesn't probably look like your Philo or your Dillant that looks mm. at classy, real classy state level, league type level. But he just accumulates the footy. And he's, no, he's the number one disposal player in the competition right now. He's a workhorse. Oh, I think it's a clear standout number one, um, Baxter Mench. 20 contested possessions too, and that is, mm. you hear that sometimes in the AFL, oh yeah, 20 contested possessions. I reckon without knowing that would be one of the records in the NTFL of all time since they've done stats, 20 contested possessions. I know when yeah. blokes like Lant and Philo and these guys are getting huge numbers and that sort of stuff, their uncontested numbers are much yeah. higher, especially well, against teams like Tiwi when these guys are getting these big numbers. Well, Clarkie, do you have him as a better midfielder than Guthrie and Clahisi right now? I'd like to see more of Clohesi. Yep. The limited form I have seen of him looks pretty classy. Uh, mm. Guthrie is a real grunt type. I think that he's an important player. But yep. if I had to pick one player from scratch over Mench or Guthrie, I'd take Mench clearly at the moment. Um, yep. It's so, pretty small sample size, but at this stage, that's, yeah. that's what I'd be going for. So who have we got outside that top 10 at the moment? So I'm thinking this is one that I tossed up to you during the week. I'm thinking Neville Jetta has to come into serious consideration very soon. Yep. He's been very good every time he's played for Palmerston. Fresh off 26 touches. Um, so Neville Jetta's one, and another guy who I think has to start being looked at, or two guys I'll add because you mentioned him before, but your Nate Paredes and your Jared Stokes and these midfielders that have been here year after year that are starting to pick up and play some decent footy. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with any of those guys. Elliot Chalmers, it's be interesting to see how points go over on the islands and how he performs. Mm. Obviously, Matt Shannon and Matt Dennis did come out. Matt Shannon, I think, struggled a bit on the weekend, yeah. um, and Dennis need the three games to qualify. Prime trains on two games if he keeps playing yep, the prime train as well uh, Mitch Taylor's putting in some good form and actually they've actually playing him as, as a key back and mm. he was really good on Calder ran off and created as well so we have to put him right in the ballpark there oh, no. Tiwi Bombers is there a player there that you're thinking 
There's a former AFL player that played for Gold Coast Suns and the Melbourne Demons who I reckon might be creeping up pretty, pretty soon, and that's Harley Bennell. 25 touches and 31 touches in his two games, so he doesn't quite meet the eligibility criteria. Mm. But I'll tell you what, if he plays this weekend as a good one, he's going to come into serious consideration. Yeah, definitely, and I'm not too sure um, from Nycliffe and Tars who will come through there. Mm. I think Dill Collis is a watch for me. I think he's does put up good numbers, but he's only played the two good games. And against Buffalo's for whatever reason, don't know if he got injured, but he had six touches. So that's, you know, that's why he isn't creeped in yet either. There, yeah. Clarkey. Blokes like that go to water against Buffalo sometimes. But, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> terrific, terrific footballer, Dill Collis. <laughs> definitely one of the better players in the comp in his position. That is a great list, mate. We do need to go to a break, and I do need to sign off and yep. teach a bunch of year three kids. We've got a math lesson coming up in about 10 minutes. So Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.